My guest today is Justin McElroy to discuss his review of Far Cry 4. I'm Griffin McElroy, and this is Polygon's Quality Control. How you doing? Uh, I'm good. I, you know, I, I've, I've had a weird kind of vibe where I'm trying to get sick, but I'm not getting there. So I'm just kind of trucking along. You what know? do you mean you're trying to get sick? Like you're eating like a bunch I got of like spices. a baby fever, and I got Uh-oh. some little chills, and I'm kind of achy. Yeah, yeah. I'm on uh, the fence right now. But anyway, let's talk about Far Cry Four. Okay, just and now you got me all worried about you though, and I I'm gotta, gonna, I'm gonna live. I'm just gonna say that Far Cry Four seems sort of. Um, I don't know, low stakes, because now I'm worried about my brother's sweet health. I'm going to live. Okay, That's eat, all that you need to worry about right now. Eat some zinc, and let's talk about this open-world murder game, Far Cry 4. I love the murder in it. It's pretty good stuff. We've been playing it together a whole bunch in that new uh, online co-op uh, mode that has been pretty terrific. Um, but just sort of broad strokes, I feel like the, the theme of your review... Uh, which I admittedly only read the first two paragraphs of. So, I mean, if you can't establish a theme in the first two paragraphs, get out of this business. Did you really not read the whole review? Of course I read the whole review, Justin. It's a bit. Um, Is that Far Cry 4 is sort of more of the same uh, uh, sort of aesthetic and ideas that was in Far Cry 3, but better. Can you sort of elaborate on, like, what, what beats it has expanded on? You know, it's weird because, like... I get when people... I heard a lot of people complaining that Far Cry 4 was, like, more Far Cry 3. The things that strike me as odd about that are, on the one hand, like, it has been two years since that game came out. My memory's not that great, and I'm kind of suspicious of people who remember that so well that they're, like, still burnt out on it. Um, It's not like this is an annual release where it's the same thing year in, year out. Um, there, it's definitely building on some of the structure established by Far Cry 3. Um, definitely new flesh on Far Cry 3 bones. You know, you've got a big open world, you've got camps to bring down, you've got towers to climb, you've got animals to hunt. Um, so a lot of the beats and the loops are like, are are similar here. Um it, it is definitely building on what they got right in Far Cry 3. They got it so right, though. They got it super, super right. They got it really right. Um, and and I'm not personally that bothered then that, like, they're not trying to reinvent the wheel here. There's a lot of new stuff. Um, but it, 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 it is definitely, like, basically an expanded version of Far Cry 3. Why, what do you think it is? Because I, I agree with, with everything that you had in your review. I think it's a terrific game, if not one that uh, it doesn't it even come close to being the sea change that I think Far Cry 3 was over over the previous installments in the franchise. And, and, and the reason I think Far Cry 3 was so exciting was because of all those changes. Uh, and so Far Cry 4 is, I think, a natural result, as a, a natural result is not that exciting. Does not have that excitement, but it's still a very very good game. Why do you think it it sort of succeeds despite that uh when when so many other games fail just because, you know, it's more of more of the same stuff. I think part of it is that the loop 
the basic loop works. I mean, the the loop. Uh, well, there's a lot of loops, but the the, the basic loop of finding a a a base that you want to bring down, like scoping it out from every angle, um, and and bringing it down like stealthily, and then like letting that transform into something else. Uh, something more uh, 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 explosive, if you will, when sure. that situation goes sideways. I, I think that core loop is very satisfying. And like a lot of video games have core loops like that that they don't toss out every time. I think Halo is like a good example of this, where a lot of the stuff you're doing in Halo is different from game to game, but there's still a core idea there of like, you know, uh, running from, from cover to cover finding a weapon, you know, emptying a few rounds into sure. whoever's nearby and, and moving on. Uh, Call of Duty, of course, uh, has a lot of the same uh, uh, loops. I, I think Far Cry 4 is helped in the fact that, like, it's really taking advantage of... First off, for an open-world game, the value of being on, like, current-generation hardware is really incalculable. It's huge, like, yeah. It's massive being able to, like, look at a tower that is literally a kilometer away. And saying like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk over to that, and saying like, well, I'm getting like a hundred meters, and saying like, I don't want to walk anymore. I'm gonna find a car, but still, like n- navigating the world that way, being able to snipe dudes from like forever away because they're being drawn. Every time that works, I'm always sort of blown away. Like mm-hmm. I, I think it was especially impactful in uh, co-op when you would be like trying to stealthily take down a base while I covered you with with sniping from far away. And I was always blown away when it was like, hey, I've got a guy uh, right in front of me. Can you help me out with that? And despite the fact that I was like uh, uh, of like four villages away, mm-hmm. um, that, that that would work was kind of incredible to me. Yeah, one of the cool things about the sniping is that in co-op it shows you who your partner is looking at so griffin and i had the great moment of like choosing two snipers that either killing one of them would alerted the other one so we had to do that like countdown and then shoot them both at the same time and you could actually see with a little icon which one your partner was looking at so it's really built for moments like that and it's awesome do you think that sort of the the freshness that Far Cry Four still has, despite the fact that it's uh, an improved version of the original of the of Far Cry Three, uh, is also due to the fact that there just haven't been that many installments in the franchise like this? Are you afraid of this franchise sort of being run into the ground like Assassin's Creed, um, where if they release Far Cry Five and it's basically like an improved version of Far Cry Four? Uh, that the the shine would sort of come off the apple eventually. Yeah, I it, it's hard to say, right? Because like, I mean, first off, two years is a long time to forget, you know, uh, to to get ready for for more Far Cry. I mean, I love Far Cry three, I love Far Cry four, and if you tell me that Far Cry five is a better version of Far Cry four, like, yeah, that sounds good to me. Like that <laughs> yeah. sounds very appealing. Um, and, and there are new, like, the co-op's huge and new. The story is, like, is dumb, but really stylishly told uh, with some really, like, punchy moments and, like, especially in the opening sequence, which you saw in, in if you saw any, like, the E3 coverage or whatever. Um, it, the story is, like, really stylishly told. Uh, there are new mechanics that are being introduced that, that feel really substantive and and cool i i don't know i'm just not that bothered by it i mean and it 
part of it is it's just really a really fun world to run around in and a really fun loop to get lost in. Like, I don't feel that way. I play every like Assassin's Creed game, for example. Yeah. But like, I don't have the sense of fun, uh, trying to jump back into unity after playing this. Like it feels very stagnant and very slow paced and very like, uh, confining compared to, to the sort of, sandbox that Far Cry 4 gives you. I think a perfect example of how they have sort of just uh, uh, cut cut all like the filler out and only focused on making stuff fun is the, the co-op. And I remember this is something you remarked on when, when we were playing together of uh, how like nothing is really limited for the co-op. Um, all, all of the, most of the progression I should say that you can earn in the single player game, you can earn in the co-op. Most of the stuff you can do in the single player game, you can do with a friend in co-op. Um, and basically anything that you can imagine like doing with two people, you can you can do. Uh, it's it's not like they have sort of con- come up with this, you know, contrived version of that loop that would work with with two players. Yeah, it's the best example of that for me was there's a uh, there's a one-man gyrocopter in the game called the Buzzer. And you, it, it is it is specifically that it is a one man gyrocopter, but if you have a co op partner, uh, they of course can hop on the side, and shoot at people because that's like the most fun choice you can make. I didn't know, for example, if I would be able to hop on a buzzer and you'd be able to get on board as well. But of course you can't because yeah. that's a really fun, that's really fun. So of course you should be allowed to do that, and it does not make a lot of rules in that regard for like what what would be like it doesn't try to it it does not strive to preserve a sense of balance yeah uh when they have to choose between balance and fun it is a bummer that you cannot go two person on an elephant because that would be very romantic i think Mm -hmm. um there there are also some pretty smart mechanics in co-op uh like the uh sightline tracker thing that you mentioned earlier um, whenever the, the player in charge of the world fast travels, the other person goes with them. Like that's a pretty smooth, pretty seamless thing. Like it's really mm-hmm. easy to get to the action. Uh, it's easy to like share health syringes and, and ammo with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's weird because like, uh, the co-op is really fun when you're doing dumb shit, like turning an elephant into a, a missile by surrounding it in C4, a patchwork quilt of C4, uh, and then, you know, raging into a fort and seeing what comes of that. But it's also, like, really fun to play, like, with tactics. Like, it's really fun to, to take Surprisingly your time. Surprisingly so. To, to slow it down and actually like, come up with a plan and execute it together. And, it, and it, by the way, it, like, sacrifices all sense of balance at that point. It is way easier. It even says, like, whenever uh, the, the forts are, like, the hardest outpost to take down in the game, and whenever you're looking at them on the map, it's like, this shit's going to be really hard. You should find a co-op partner to take it down with you. And I remember, like, the first time we did it, like, you flew me on a buzzer. I wingsuited down in, and you, like, sniped guys from a mountaintop while I just ran through Rampage Jackson shooting everything in sight. Like, that shit is really dope, and I cannot believe that it worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it none of it should have worked. But it, but it all does, and and it also provides you a lot of opportunities to goof off without um, any sort of like punishment or, or or anything. Like you don't have to worry too much about it. It wants you to sort of screw around. I think the best example was when you told me that there was a collectible mask behind a propane tank. Yeah, well that and I 
I yeah. went to go look for the aforementioned mask, and when I was looking behind the 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 tank for the mask, you shot the tank and exploded it and killed me. I also really like we all the, had a good laugh about that. The game Panic Room, which is where you go into a room to like refill your ammo or whatever, and I put a bunch of C four outside of the room and tell you that if you ever leave the room, I'll blow it up and kill you. Mm-hmm. And I, That's I, good too. I trap you in there like my beautiful prisoner, my beautiful butterfly. Um, speaking of, you told some terrible lies about how I play the game hmm. in your review. Hmm. Would you like to apologize for those now to the listeners of this podcast? Uh, yeah, I am. I am sorry for making my brother Griffin seem like a buffoon. It was a literary device, uh, and I apologize. I'm just saying I've learned a lot about how mm-hmm. to work with people. My witch shooting days of Left 4 Dead are over, and mm-hmm. I've grown as you've a, grown. I got some questions from Tweetos. You want those? Hit me. Uh, Jake Muncy asks, reviewing a game as sprawling as Far Cry 4 is quite a challenge. How do you decide what to mention and what to leave out? Um, I think my approach is pretty much the same way I play the game in that I just do the stuff that I find interesting and leave a lot of it out. Um, like in this case, uh, the shorthand of Far Cry saying like Far there is a lot of Far Cry 3 is like really useful because you know I assume some level of familiarity with Far Cry 3 in in the reader um and and I and I kind of am able to like breeze past that um but it, it really and this is part of the reason like we do a show like quality control is there's not always going to be room to talk about every single facet of the game because a lot of it's just not worth it doesn't matter you know you'll find it when you get in there and and if you get excited about it great but it didn't excite me so i don't think that it's something that you're necessarily going to want to seek out as the as the reader is there is there one big thing that you did not mention in the review that you that that sort of still managed to leave an impact on you um no because if it left an impact i really i mean i tried tried to get it in there um I, uh, and I'll, and some of it is also like, especially the stuff with pagan men is like, would get a little spoilery with, with, if I got too deep into it. So a lot of that, I, uh, I tried to avoid, um, sure. I'm not sure that I completely communicated in the review, like how much of a blast co-op is, but like it, it gets to a point where you've used all your superlatives sure, and you have to just kind of ask the reader to trust you that it's great. Uh, Jeremy Baker asks, how does the story compare to Far Cry 3's botched white savior angle? I hate to say it, but 3's story ruined the replay value for me. Um, I think that the Far Cry 4 story is is thinner I, in a lot of ways. Um, your, your protagonist says a lot less uh, but he had, or at least it seemed that way to me. I again been two years, um, but he has a much better reason for being involved with this thing. He joins up with this uh, rebel group called the Golden Path that his dad founded uh, alongside his mom, uh, and he has come back to Kirat to scatter his mom's ashes. Um, which is like a noble sort of purpose that if not ostensibly gets you super, onto the island. If not super busted. Because his mom was like, you got to go spread my ashes in Karat. Please, I've got to get all dusty over there. Um, by the way, you're going to murder thousands of people, tigers, sure. uh, whales. You're going you're gonna to murder basically an entire country. But I, you know what? It's mama gets what mama wants. Mm-hmm. Um, it... it 
it, it is better. Uh, a lot of because reason is that it gets out of the way a lot more. Um, one interesting thing about the story that I actually did not include in the review, <coughs> but is is worth noting, I guess here, uh, there are these missions where you have to choose between two approaches. Uh, and the two approaches are being presented by the two, the, the man and the woman whose names escape me, who are vying for control of the golden path. One of them, uh, the the man, I want to say Sabal. I remember she's Amita, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's right. Name is. Sabal. Sabal and Amita. Um, she wants Kirat to lean into the drug industry to provide like a future for their people. And Sabal wants a return to like the more religious traditions. Um, and you choose between the two of them and whichever one, one who, whose mission you do, they become the leader of the golden path at that point for, for until the next one of those types of missions, um, which shapes the story in subtle ways. And it's interesting. It's a little bit it's a little bit binary, a little bit rote. Um, I don't know that it makes a huge impact, but it is it is I, interesting. I, and gives you a bit more agency. I haven't. Known, I mean, the decisions are, I think, interesting. They're, they are actually a lot harder than you made them sound between drugs and good guy, um, but but yeah, well, yeah it is, it's complex because the drugs angle is like it is it is that it is a leading into the drug industry, but it is with some prospect of creating an economically sure. viable future for Kurat, which the guy doesn't have a plan for. He just you know doesn't want to get into drugs. But he doesn't it's, have it's any good ideas prag- for like how to move things forward. It's pragmatism versus idealism yeah but but it, i like i have noticed nothing like it, it makes no difference you get a cut scene where the person you didn't choose gets angry at you and that's like it um i i, I kind of wish that there was a little bit more to it than that uh real quick big o5 on twitter asks i loved most of far cry 3 but i find it hard to recommend because the pacing falls apart in the last three to four hours does far cry 4 avoid this uh yeah i think the pacing's great throughout um I I was I was ready for the the game to come to an end uh, when it did, and it I was I was I was uh, very satisfied with how it all panned out, and the ending is really kind of cool and inventive for reasons that I cannot disclose here. Sure, uh, Mark Mullis asked. Uh, did using the game's playground mechanics feel meaningfully useful in general combat, or was it optimal to just shoot guys? What do you think they mean by playground mechanics? Probably like everything that Far Cry does that isn't shooting guys. Um, so yeah. I guess like wingsuiting, elephanting. Um, yeah, I mean, jazz. a lot of the levels make you, I mean, like the main story missions are not sort of rote pathways of shooting guys like they are introducing a lot of mechanics for you to play with and are sort of forcing you to do interesting things i for me taking a creative approach to bringing down an outpost was really useful uh because it it sort of subverted whatever the enemy thought my plan was going to be for bringing them down so like taking a more creative approach i i found actually useful i actually think the takedown system is still like one of the sweetest things about the combat in this game, the way that, that you can evolve yourself to a point where you can start chaining them together and like using enemies' weapons against themselves and like pulling pins off of grenades of enemies and then like kicking them into a big group. Like, I, I don't know, it, it's still astounding to me uh, when, when this game attempts stealth levels 
and they all work out like extremely well and they yeah. all feel like really satisfying um cool well that's all the questions that i had justin thank Excellent. you for joining me i feel like you did a bang up job thanks to on this review um, uh I appreciate you joining me here. I just want to remind folks listening that if you got questions about an upcoming game, you can email qualitycontrol at polygon.com. And please leave us a review or rating on iTunes. That helps us out a lot. So appreciate you. Um, you want to take us home, Griffin? Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. It's been Polygon's Quality Control. We'll be back soon with more hot game review discussions. So don't touch that dial because it's got jam on it. Is there like a thing that you say to actually in the show? Thank you for listening to Polygon's quality control is pretty much it. We've been over this a few times, but. Are you going to say it or? You just did. Fair enough.